Going down the south, boy, going to have myself a time. Hi, welcome back to another brand new episode of Nothing Important Podcast. It is Sunday, October 30th, Halloween Eve, Halloween, Halloween, it's a lot of bitches right now. They got weave on for their Halloween costume. There's also a lot of girls that got weave on just because they got weave on. You know, that's the thing. Um, <laughs> I don't know if you guys can feel the motherfucking energy, but I am, you know, I'm here. We're going to talk. We're going to do our motherfucking thing. And after that, I'm going to go straight into fetal position like a sauteed shrimp. I'm just going to curl up like a like a raw shrimp. On under high heat, I'm just gonna curl up in the the buttery sauce that I'm being cooked in, and I'm gonna pass the fuck out because I'm tired. Um, tomorrow is Halloween, yo. Halloween, and I'm guessing at like probably like five, six o'clock, take my daughter out, trick or treat. She got the little pumpkin costume. It's incredible. My life is amazing. Oh my God, the blessings, blessings on blessings on blessings on blessings on blessings. Um, yeah, man, that's what we're gonna do. We're gonna do all that. It's gonna be enjoyable. I'm gonna have some candy, which is kind of breaking my shit because I'm supposed to start a diet tomorrow. But I guess I will start it November first. November first, I am still running with. So I did the the suicide awareness September. I didn't fucking kill myself. Um, I did sober October, which I am ready to go buy some marijuana. I almost bought a drink today. I'm not going to hold you. I almost bought a drink, but I did not drink any alcohol. Um, I'm waiting till November 1st. But I'm adhering to all these these random challenges for every month. And I'm creating my own, my own wave. You know, hop on if you would like. I'm doing this, you know, don't kill yourself September. Don't fucking kill yourself. Don't be a white person. Then uh, I observed Soba October. And I'm going to do, instead of no shave November, I'm going to do no phone November. That That's a motherfucking Hollywood. Hollywood. That's a Halloween story for you right there. You want a scary motherfucking story on Halloween? Hallow's Eve? That's a motherfucking go for a month without your fucking phone. You see how your balls just shriveled up? The hairs on your back of the neck just fucking stood up and you got goosebumps. That's how terrifying it is for people to live without their fucking phones. And I'm going to attempt to do so. Obviously, that is extremely impractical in 2022. Who can live without their fucking phone? What I really mean is I'm going to give myself a lot of time to be on the telephono. I'm not talking about phone calls. I don't really text a lot of people any fucking way. I waste my time on Safari, Reddit, and Instagram. And I want to limit that, ladies and gentlemen. I want to stop being sucked into the lifeless vacuum, into the gargantuan black hole that is the iPhone. I want to get out. I'm trying to get out. I feel like that young man, that young English actor... Because they always do that in Hollywood. They always hire an English black guy to play an American black guy. Yeah, they, they always do that shit. 
Um, but that young man, I feel like that young man sitting in the chair across from that white woman who was, uh, I guess she was a hypnotherapist or whatever the fuck she was doing with the tea and she was clinking a spoon around and that nigga fell into the sunken place. That's how I feel when I have my phone staring back at me. I'm staring at my phone. My phone is staring back at me. This is a modern tale of narcissists. This is the modern version. Instead of me gazing at my reflection in a pond, um, the metaphor here is that I'm gazing at the reflection of God in seven billion fragments. You following what the fuck I'm talking about? We are made in God's image. We are fractals of the good Lord in flesh bags. So when I go on my phone and I go on these websites that I enjoy going on, YouTube, Worldstar, Reddit.com. When I go on these websites and I burn my fucking brain cells to an obliterant, obliterant, oblivion. When I do that to myself, guess what? All I am doing is going to a pond and staring at myself. Because we all the same, right? We're all part of the fucking human race. Kumbaya. Kumbaya, my lord. Kumbaya. Is that how that goes? You know a song? And it's so funny. This is American Indoctrination 101. I don't know if this is part of the U.S. curriculum. I don't know if there's a federally mandated curriculum that just as a base level, as a foundation that every public and private school in America has to teach. I would doubt that that works for private schools, but just public schools. Let's keep it as that. Because why in East Harlem, in New York City, in the projects, did they have us singing that white-ass fucking white conqueror anthem? This is your land. This is my land. From wherever we stole it from the Indians to wherever we raped and pillaged them. That shit. You know what I'm saying? They had us singing that shit. This is your land. This is my... No, this is not your land. This is not your land. Um. <laughs> oh, the whites, the whites. I'm tired of being a divisive bastard. Like, you know what I mean? Like most of the white people I run into, let's just be frankly honest, are pieces of shit. No, they're cool individuals because I'm not in the circles as of yet where I would be bumping shoulders with the white men who have the ability to mold society. I haven't met those guys. I don't know who they are. And I'm walking around with fucking laser beams coming out of my eyes like I'm Cyclops from X-Men, judging the shit out of white folks. And they're just white folks, you know? Everybody knows the difference, too. Like, you see a white person, and then you see dickheads. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I live in Buckhead in Atlanta. There's a lot of dickheads. But there's also white people here. And the white people are fucking chill. They're cool. You know, I run into the, the, the coolest white people I run into in Georgia are from Florida. Um, because <laughs> I think just living in Florida is comparable to 400 years of slavery. Am I Kanye West? Did I just say that? Um, I'm not going to give this guy a lot of time, but his latest comments are just fucking... This is just getting like, come on. He's now... He, he either has the craziest chess move in all of human recorded history. This guy is about to make the craziest chess move that nobody can fucking see coming. He's thinking 30 steps ahead and he's going to dupe us all. 
and he's going to come out with a new brand of clothing. And you're going to be like, oh, that it looks like a spacesuit. He's going to be like, yeah, I got abducted by the fucking aliens and I'm cool with them. And I'm, I'm now I'm the, the president of the world. They've elected me or they're going to pulverize everybody. You know, something has to give because the motherfucker is just saying horrible shit. Obviously, he's getting most of his flack for what he said about Jewish people. But <laughs> I guess he's trying to drill down a point that... Um, and I want to be very clear and preface my statements. I have been shitting on Kanye West since long before I had a podcast, ladies and gentlemen. I have been shitting on this individual since long before I had a podcast. I thought everybody was under a spell and I just didn't get it. Did, I didn't get the knock on the door. Somebody didn't give me the fucking pill that everybody's taking because I never understood it. I like his music. I get it. Cool sounding music. But people were treating this man like he's fucking Mozart and he's remixing previously made songs. Let's, let's just be fucking honest. Um, you got that fucking beat pad and everybody's like, he's a, he's a maestro. Okay. Okay. White people in Los Angeles. Okay. He's a genius. But, um, yeah, I've been shitting on the guy for a long time. And I guess right now he's doubling down on his comments about the black community. Cause he's maybe he's doing like reverse psychology. He's trying to show people that his anti-Semitic statements somehow prove his being canceled and all his money being lost, prove that Jews really do run the world, that there's a secret cabal and they wear hooded robes and they meet around a round table. And um, there's obviously in the middle of the round table is bagels and locks. And, uh, <laughs> and they sit there and they... They discuss what they're going to do with the rest of the dumb human beings on the planet, right? A lot of credit for the Jews. Um, but that being said, maybe he's trying to do some like reverse psychology trick. That he says one thing about the Jews, loses all his money, and he could just shit on black people forever and not have any consequences. Because the stuff he's just saying now is just heinous, disgusting bullshit. Um, once again, I will repeat what he said. And I did bring up the anti-Semitic bullshit that everybody's crying about. I was not a fan of this guy. Ever. I like some of his music. I've been shitting on him for years. I'm talking about like 10 plus years. I've been like, this is this guy's kind of like, he's a little crazy. <laughs> he's a little mentally unstable. You know, and I don't actually mean that in the sense of like him being mentally unstable. I just... Couldn't understand how people were being fooled with such weak, weak game. It's weak. Um, his latest installment, he says, he apologizes to the family of George Floyd, the man who was murdered by Derek Chauvin, a police officer who knew that knew him previously, had a vendetta with him. They have had altercations, arrested him, and knelt on his neck for eight minutes. Kanye West comes out, says that uh, George Floyd did not die from suffocation, even though we all saw it on an eight minute video. Everybody saw it. He said uh, that that was a Dame Blake, David Blaine, uh, Chris Angel special. That's what he said. You know, he was like that. It was it was called levitate. And he was not actually applying pressure that there was fentanyl inside the system of George Floyd. And so. Obviously got a lot of backlash about that. Didn't lose any money about that. He lost money about talking about the Jews, which don't do that either. But, you know, kind of some some hypocrisy there. 
uh, black community. You, you still bought his shit when he was shitting on you for 15 plus years. Um, the point of all this, he, he goes and he makes an apology, which is not an apology. To me, it was a more offensive statement. He says after he claims that George Floyd did not, in fact, die from asphyxiation because there was a man kneeling on his neck for eight minutes. He goes and says, I apologize to the family, to George Floyd's family. Since my money's been taken away, I feel like I know uh, the the feeling of having uh, somebody kneel on my neck. <laughs> That's what he said. <laughs> He's like, that is the equivalent. I think we, we can do some, some equivalents now. How much money do you have to have to not be black no more? That's the question I'm asking to you, ladies and gentlemen. What is the dollar amount that takes away your melanin? Because that was the whitest thing I've ever heard this nigga say in my life. <laughs> that was the most tasteless, pompous, asshole shit. And the funny thing about it is it's all about delivery. We understand that language, the auditory aspect of it, of expression, is but a fraction of what delivers the message from one person to another. There are many factors that express what a person is trying to say. There is nuance in delivery and cadence and tone. We all understand this, right? There's things called sarcasm. There are different tones you can use to express different emotions. You know, you don't say exclamation point at the end of your fucking sentences when you're talking. We understand how language works. As he was saying this, there was no intelligent, two-sided slight. There was no subliminal there. I think he really believed what the fuck he was saying. <laughs> I think he really believed that because he lost some money and he's still worth hundreds of millions of dollars, that he now knows what it feels like to be murdered by a white police officer. Um, so that, that's, that happened. And, uh, yeah, that's the whitest shit you could fucking do. What, what can I liken that to? That's like when white guys, like, <laughs> play the comparison game, right? Like, I, I can't even think of anything that a white person has said that's that pompous. That's pretty fucking, that's pretty up there. You know what I mean? I'm sure, that, I'm sure it's out there, just nothing is coming to mind as I'm sit, reclined way back in this chair that doesn't even recline. I'm slumped. I'm in my happy place. I'm in my happy place. Um, let's talk about let's talk about life. Let's talk about broader themes. Broader themes. I'll give you guys a little motherfucking finance uh, financial tip. You know, if you make some money off of this, you can tell your great great grandkids when they're blowing your fucking fortune on cocaine and hookers. Tell your great great grandson. That uh, And don't worry, you will know your great-great-grandson life expectancy after the COVID-19 vaccination. You will live to 140 years old. You know, I'm sure Joe Biden is going to come out with that next. Um, but you'll be able to tell your great-great-grandson that you got financial advice by a Puerto Rican nigga from the projects and made a lot of money. Guess what? Twitter is owned by a gentleman named Elon Musk. Elon Musk is friends with a guy named Xi Jinping. Xi Jinping? Xi Jinping? It sounds like, like, yo, let me get a number 11. Uh, what the number 11? Xi, let me get the Xi Jinping rice. Um, 
That's race. That's racist. Uh, yeah. But I wonder. I wonder if Kanye would have took a fucking stance against Asian baby sweatshop workers. Would he have lost his money? Probably. He probably would have lost his money. <laughs> That's how that whole industry. He doesn't say shit about that. He's talking about Jews. He's talking about uh, fucking Jews that are undercover witches with Harry Potter wands. You know what I'm saying? The guy behind the curtain, the fucking Wizard of Oz, right? He's talking about them, but he's not talking about the Asian babies making his clothing. Okay. I'm losing track of the motherfucker thought. I was talking about financial tips. Elon Musk just acquired Titter. Twitter and Titter. Titter is going to be the new grinder, and it's going to be for lesbians who want to find tits. Um, he just acquired Twitter and he's great friends with a guy named Xi Jinping, Xi Jinping, whatever the fuck the guy's name, guy's name does not matter. It's a funny sounding name, but the guy is not a funny guy. He is a very serious, wealthy businessman and he is the CEO of a Binance. Now, anybody who's interested or invest in crypto, you would know that Binance is arguably, not a lot of argument against it, the number one crypto platform. Numero uno. And they just invested $500 million. He just, his friend, his his Asian buddy, just invested $500 million into Twitter. Um, That sounds to me like the precursor for some type of integration of cryptocurrency onto the Twitter platform. Think it would probably be interesting to look into Binance. I like Twitter. I like Binance. That's your stock tip. Um, not even a stop. This is a crypto crypto tick tip. I can't speak today. What else? What else is fucking going on in the fucking planet, man? You know what I'm saying? Everybody's just like fucking, you know. Division is ramped up right on motherfucking time. I swear to God, we are in the Truman Show. I don't believe anything that goes on. I'm completely disillusioned. I don't understand. I don't understand. I think if you think you understand, you're a fucking idiot. That's how I look at the world. I think if you think you have a grasp on what's actually going on, you're you're a Pop-Tart. You're a cold Pop-Tart. That's what your brain is. Where like an average brain would be, you know, an Intel processor chip for a computer. Whatever Bill Gates jerks out of his dick. You know what I mean? That, that robot. Um, that would be an average brain. But people who are confident in their understanding of what's going on, I think you, your brain is running off of cold Pop-Tarts. That's what I think. Um, <laughs> I don't know what's going on, man. I'm completely disillusioned. And um, if this is the Truman Show, if this is just a humongous, intricate game of pageantry that is inconceivable to the masses because we were just bred to be fat sheeple, fat brainless sheeple, which... God damn, you got to love the internet from whatever fucking guys that can't get laid that they spend all their time on the computer, you know, guys that still own desktops, 
you got to love those guys because sheeple, great word, you know. That didn't come from, a, from the brain of a man who has a family. That's not how that works. That comes from desperation in Mountain Dew. Um, sheeple, I like that word. But uh, we're so incapable of understanding the illusion that is being cast before our eyes. I was, I was trying to work on something here, trying to give you some imagery. If this is the Truman Show, and we're all Truman, we're a big collective, you know, young in his prime Jim Carrey, right? If that is the case, then it is just, you know, kind of makes sense because it feels like right before an election cycle is always drummed up. Even just like, it's almost like transitions. You know what I do now? I'm on Instagram, Instagram Reels. I like doing it. It's funny. I have a good time. I'm going to post one tomorrow. Please go like it. And as I'm doing so, um, my arrogant, my arrogant, my arrogant, arrogant? What the fuck is going on today? My arrogant mind, my over self-confidence uh, allows me to blissfully escape from the reality of my limited skill as it pertains to video editing. And for a moment, I try on the hat of a Steven Spielberg, you know? And I feel like a director. That's what I feel like. Even though directors don't edit the movies and I'm really a movie editor. Not even a movie editor, I'm a real editor. As I'm doing so, I realize the importance of blending together concepts or, or scenes. It's like a collage. And you can't just throw things back to motherfucking back. There has to be something to transition people and maintain their attention and their focus until the big picture, which is a punchline and a reel, is illuminated. That's kind of like the, the way that I'm doing. I don't like to just, you know, upload a video of me looking at somebody else's reel and get 80,000 fucking likes because I see it all the time. I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. I want to try to be creative with it because it has to be fun first, right? That's the point of fucking doing it in the first place. I'm tangenting. As I'm doing so and I'm recognizing the need for transition and creating a 90-second clip that I upload to my 250 followers on Instagram, I'm a big man. I'm a big boy. Um, as I'm doing so, I, I kind of like draw a parallel in my brain to probably the necessity of whoever is the puppeteer behind the pageantry, behind the illusion, the purple and green smoke, you know, the fog that is before us that does not allow us to see what the fuck is actually going on. The people who are perpetuating this puppet show, they have probably figured out a long time ago on a larger scale that there needs to be some tran transitory something, distraction, you know, maybe engage the masses, fight or flight, make them animalistic, make them act like the beast that they fucking are, American sheep who consumers, bah, you know, <laughs> they got to engage that, that side of the collective consciousness before, you know, more propaganda. And so I've noticed, especially during this motherfucking pan, pandemic, pandemic, you know, that's a nice one, right? You prank call somebody, 
prank call the, the people who, who fix your Xbox and they ask your name. And you say, my name is Pandy. Okay, uh, okay, Pandy, what's your last name? Demick. Like, what's the serial, uh, what's the serial number? Uh, serial? Captain Crunch? Uh, Cookie Crisp? Um, okay, I'm, I'm tired. I'm obviously fucking tired. But we're going to keep on going with the thought. If I didn't lose it, did I lose it? Nope, it's still there. You know what helps me think? Scratching my balls. Is anybody else like that? Um, you know what balls are? For women, if you don't know this, I know women know this, if you, especially if like you're an older woman. You remember those like Chinese stress balls? They were like two titanium spheres and you would put them in like your left palm and rotate them. That's what balls are for us. You know, it's like a meditative thing. It's not nasty. Um, <laughs> what was I talking about? I was talking about the illusion. I was talking about the need for there to be. Let me sit up and fucking think, right? The, the need for there to be some type of transition in between these periods of, I'm not going to call it a PSYOP. This isn't Reddit. This is the Nothing Important Podcast. Propaganda is probably a better euphemism for the way that we're fucked psychologically, right? That transition, I think, comes in the form, whether it be planned or it just be the cosmic comedy. The comedy that is the human experience. Maybe it's just the irony that the universe loves. I was talking about Twitter. That was an Elon Musk tweet. The universe loves irony. So I'm going to you know, tell everybody to buy Doge and then make it crash. Um, I guess he's the universe. But um, yeah, they, they, let, let's, let's, let's say for a second, even though I'm not, I'm not being lucid right now. But fuck it. You're here, right? Let's say for a second that it is not a conspiracy, that this is just the natural, organic way that human beings operate. We're still fucking chimps, and our technology is just so advanced that it doesn't feel like we're collectively retarded, but we are. And just the, the probability, the luck on the side of the people who want to inundate us with these different focuses... You know what I mean? During the pandemic, it was just like so fucking... It, this is the analogy. This is the, the visual analogy I'll give you. It's like if you, there was a laser beam and that laser beam was your focus. For, for many people in their lifetime, that, that beam is scattered. And there's like a percentage on your family. There's a percentage on, you know, Friday night, you want to go out with your friends, work, scratching your nuts, whatever the fuck is on your, your, your brain. That's how an individual probably breaks up their day, right? During the pandemic, it felt as if all of those individual pleasures or focuses were rerouted and collectively we were almost like attuned to certain topics in such a way that nobody, regardless of their ethnicity or race or culture or separation from media, how, how hard they tried, nobody could get away from that polarizing force of just either focus on civil unrest, racial division, politics, outrage, the pandemic in general, COVID-19, vaccinations. You know, I just saw that for like the last two to fucking three years. And it feels like now, just in the most opportune moments, there's always some figure to come out that's like some celebrity that has nothing to do with nothing. 
Kanye West makes songs and shoes and we're talking about him like he's Jesus Christ. Do we do we realize that? But they always come out with some like outrageous talking piece. And I'm the fucking dickhead. I'm I'm part of it. You tune into the Nothing Important Podcast. I could get more into psyops and fucking government control over your brain and talk about, you know, reference some of the things that I've learned and each one teach one. I could be doing that, but no, I'm talking about Kanye. Kanye. I'm talking about Elong. Elong Dick. Um, pause. But you know why? Because I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. You know what the beautiful thing about being in a long-term relationship is? It is a case study in psychology. My girl is not stupid. She's not stupid. She's not interested in knowing the truth. It doesn't interest her. I can't fault her for it. She's smarter than me for that quality. Because <laughs> what does the truth do for you? What does it do for you? You know what I mean? Everybody watches The Matrix and they get like a fucking mental hard on. Oh, man, I'm going to get those fucking circular shades and I'm going to get a trench coat and I'm going to be part of the resistance in my fucking brain, even though I don't have any friends. Right. That's what people do. People do that. But if you really watch that movie, why did he like what was the benefit of him taking that pill? What was <laughs> everything got way worse. It was horrible. Um, so I'm not an advocate for everybody to jump down the fucking rabbit hole, unless you are a particularly sadistic individual like myself. In that case, DM me. Hit me on my motherfucking email. I'll tell you some of the information I know. No, I won't. You don't deserve it. You don't deserve it. You know, I was a younger man. I used to think occultism was evil. Occultism, the word occult, simply means hidden. So this thing happens in the English language. Happens probably in every language. Culture supersedes uh, definition. Culture overrides actual meaning. What am I talking about? I'm saying when a word is created in a language, it comes with a definition. And over time, after words are used, particularly in unique manners, in uh, close proximity to concepts, or people, or ideologies, those words lose the actual definition and they become colloquial. They become just the ideal of what it represents. You know what I'm saying? And uh, yeah, what the fuck am I doing? What am I doing? Why am I doing this to myself? What do I do this? It's like me attempting to talk to my girl and she's just sitting there like, oh, oh, oh. I was going to make a point about that earlier and I fucking started tangenting about the definition of words. Let me go back to that point and then I'll go back to this, right? Are you confused yet? Is this a, a pot of scrambled eggs? It's going to get worse. It's going to get fucking worse. When you're in a long-term relationship, it is a case study. Um, for me, it has been because I started to realize the meaninglessness in trying to spread information. <laughs> People don't want to fucking know. Nobody cares. Nobody fucking cares. People want to talk about other people. People want to talk about current events. They don't want to learn anything that is of value. It's just not, it's just not, and it's not a judgment. It is not a fucking judgment, you know?
I'm just a sadistic bastard. I am just a sadist who enjoys, you know, the occult. Now we're back to the definition thing. You still you still with me? You still holding hands? We're, we're running through the, the patch of daisies. Da, na, 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 na. For all my life, I can't see me I'm not losing my mind, I guarantee it. I'm just extremely tired. Stay back on topic. I used to think the word occult was like a negative word. I thought the word occult was like... Satan, 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 Lucifer, Lucifer. You know what I'm saying? I grew up, I'm a spig, you know? I know, Matthew, no, Spirito Santo. Um, Spirito Santo. Yeah, so I, I thought like a cult was like bad, but the actual definition, when you remove it from its proximity to... I guess the church of Satan or paganism or whatever the fuck people are scared of, right? The devil. When you remove that word and you look at the actual definition, all it means is hidden. That's all it means. When I play peekaboo with my, my daughter, the moments that my hands are covering my ugly fucking face, my face is occulted. Bingo. You learned a new word. Bingo. So, you know, as I'm, I'm understanding that as I'm getting older, I recognize that occult, esoteric, hidden, it's not for everybody, you know? I don't think everybody deserves to know. I used to think everybody deserved to know. <laughs> no, everybody doesn't deserve to know. Fuck everybody, you know? Fuck everybody. Deserve to know. Jesus Christ. Where, yeah. I'm going to be a fucking Nazi and I have no power to enforce it. I can't even say the word Nazi right now because I'm going to get, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to get canceled. My 250 followers on Instagram are going to suffer. They're not going to be able to have me to post my shitty fucking reels. Um, yeah. Did I did I drill down all my points? What was I talking about? I was talking about fucking the transition between the, the laser focus. I, I don't even think I finished that point. Let's finish that one. You, a couple podcast episodes, if you do watch every fucking episode, God bless you. I am brainwashing you. If you are watching every episode, you need, you're going to need to go to a doctor soon. Um, <laughs> you're going to need to go to a psychiatrist very soon. Very soon. Uh, but a couple episodes ago, I referenced, you know, not my theory, but my chimp brain trying to hold on to the concepts that I'm being introduced to. By the Lord, by the heavens, by the universe, by the almighty omega energy, the aether, um, they've introduced to me some concepts that I wasn't privy to. And uh, one of those concepts is that time theoretically may not be linear as we interpret it, which makes a lot of sense to me because I'm into all that don't think in terms of your five senses. That is just our interpretation of reality. It would be very arrogant for us to think just because we perceive things that that is the way that things are. That is just our perception. Touch is a sensation. It's not an actual feeling. Your finger isn't feeling anything. Let's enter the motherfucking matrix. Let's red pill it for one moment. When you put your finger on a carpet, that sensation is a communication from a receptor on your skin 
shooting to your brain, telling your brain to tell you that it feels like something. You realize that. So it's happening in your fucking head. That's reality. Um, yeah, this is why I don't think everybody deserves to know. Because I think everybody would lose their fucking mind. Like I've lost my mind. Five times over. That's somebody calling me. And I'm like in my tub. You remember that scene from uh, <laughs> Ace Ventura, Pet Detective? That's what insanity is. When he kissed Einhorn. Einhorn is a man. When he kissed the fucking dude that was dressing up as a, as a female detective. He still had like a nine-inch dick. When he kissed that motherfucker and then realized that that was a dude, he went home and they played that fucking hilarious song, The Crying Game. The Crying Game. And he was like eating toothpaste in a hot shower. Um, <laughs> yeah, so that was, that was what I was just doing. Somebody was calling me and I would be in the shower doing that because I've lost my mind because I've gotten too esoteric and occultist. I want to know about the hidden. I want to know. I want to know. Um, you know, uh, hopefully this has been like effective in weeding out anybody who should not be here. I remember when I first got into sales, I was in Los Angeles. And the most revolutionary uh, concept that I, I adopted to pitch to people to send me hundreds of thousands of dollars for me to just take that money and turn it. It's like a magic trick. It was like a David Blaine fucking magic trick. This time we were not levitating. We were making it disappear, baby. It go bye-bye. And uh, <laughs> this concept that I just didn't, I didn't have this piece of information in my brain. And it was put into my brain and just revolutionized uh, the way that I think about everything. You know, um, should I share it with you? Do you want to know? you want to know? No. That was just a teaser. Um, <laughs> no, no, no. It's called a, a takeaway. It's called a takeaway. And that's what I'm trying to do right now. Um, before I even did it, I'm explaining it. My brain is everywhere, obviously. But the takeaway is basically you call somebody and you get them nice and horny with the idea of the, the product. You basically like mentally finger pop the shit out of them. And then you just take it away. You just get that pussy wet and you just take it away. You be like, you know what? We've had a conversation for a little while now, and I just I'm not sure this is for you. And they go, What? We you you called me. You called me, you told me the fucking world was ending, and that my brokerage was gonna default and it was gonna be 2008 all over again. And you go, you know, as I was fingering your pussy, it was getting pretty wet. I started to think maybe it's not for you. It doesn't feel like you got a problem. What are you talking about? I have a problem. I need this. And that's what the takeaway is. And that's what I was trying to do to you guys. I was going to say, uh, hopefully, my scattered brain, my it's very late and I'm tired and I should be sleeping, but I'm forcing it. I'm forcing this one out of my fucking brain like a, a constipated shit. Hopefully, that is weeding out the people. And this is the takeaway. That shouldn't be here. Because this isn't for everybody. This is a nothing important podcast. Maybe you shouldn't be here. Maybe this isn't for you. Maybe you should be somewhere else. You know? This information that I'm giving out for fucking free, it's not for everybody. Not everybody can handle it. 
It could do things to your brain that you're not ready for. You know what I'm saying? Um, <laughs> wow. Yeah, man. Do live in a crazy world. And I'm a crazy girl. It's a material world. I am a material girl. Ding, dong, bum, 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 bum. Did you think about how much like fucking worthless information is inside the brain? Like that's why Egypt was around for 5,000 years and they made structures out of sandstone. What was it like limestone? It's not sandstone. I got to, you know what I'm saying? I got to embellish a little bit to make the story sound better. They made mud huts. No, they made um, pyramids out of whatever the fuck rocks that we still can't even understand how they put them all in the same place. It's like an episode of, you know, on the, on the microcosm of like an extreme Bob the Builder. And you just don't understand the the machinery he was working with that would allow him to take these you know, 70 ton stones and we can't even like put a piece of paper through a crack in the pyramid. All this shit that they tell you on Nigeria, which I'm not exactly sure. I've never been to the pyramids. I can't fucking verify it myself. But I'm taking a white man's word for it. That it is a marvel of human creativity. Right? And I think they were able to do that and then like sustain society for 5,000 years. 5,000? How long we been around? Not 5,000, not 1,000, you know? America. But they sustained, they sustained their civilization for 5,000 years because they didn't have the, the distractions that we do. Like, I just sung Material Girl in the midst of me trying to do callbacks about talking about time being nonlinear and didn't even finish that thought. And you understand what's happening? You understand what's happening? This is not some type of mental condition I have. This is, it's 2022 and it doesn't matter about your genes. It doesn't matter about how smart you fucking think you are. We're all stupid. We all stupid. Sorry. Um, being abusive again. Um, no, there's really smart people out there, man. You know, I was watching last night like a fucking weirdo. I was watching, you know, people, the the race to quantum supremacy. The race to quantum supremacy. It's always like a race to some shit. The race to the atom bomb. You know what I mean? The race to Kim Kardashian's pussy. Just always something that many cultures are fighting over. And right now, America is pretty worried. America and all of our allies, which I don't know who the fuck really rocks with us. Um, you know, real friends. How many of us? Kanye song. I don't know how many allies we actually have, but the super friends, the, the America super friends, us and the gang, we are, you know, with, with a little sweat on the brow, working really hard, but kind of nervous because we're worried that... Um, Captain Chingwa and the boys over Far East. <laughs> Captain Chingwa. Um, those poor far rice eating motherfuckers, man. They real smart. And they got more people. And they don't pay them. They just work. And they just eat, you know, bean sprouts. Boiled bean sprouts. You know what I'm saying? Very economical scientists. But we're worried that 
they're going to crack crack the code essentially or is it like a puzzle piece that's missing for quantum you guys know about quantum computers you know what I mean just take it off of like that binary 1980s bullshit Bill Gates <laughs> man dark um, was into the zeros and ones we get out of that and we actually get into the actual matrix where they start uploading people's consciousness singularity um but yeah, quantum computers, which scare the fuck out of me. There's like an issue, I guess, with the temperature or like um, getting the electrodes to oscillate or whatever. I was thinking about that shit. I was like, hmm, 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 you know? It was interesting, man. I was spending my night doing that, quantum computers. That's what stupid people do, you know? That there's a particular type of dumb guy. I'm pretty sure all dumb men do this to some degree, but this is like the way that it manifests in my life. Is uh, <laughs> like I'll sit and watch like a Phil Ivy compilation. Phil Ivy is the greatest poker player of all time, or he's just you know top five and he's black and that's more marketable. Either way, the guy's really good at poker, and um, I'll just watch him. You know, and if you sat me at a poker table, I'm going to lose all my fucking money. I'm going to lose all my money. But I will spend a lot of time watching this guy. Because that's what stupid people do. We study smart people. And then we try to, like, emulate it. And it just doesn't... <laughs> it doesn't translate. And then we sit there. We scratch our fucking head for a long time. Like, why isn't this... It isn't working. You know? You know, I think about like there's a guy named Chaz Chandler. I'm throwing a lot, a lot at you guys in this episode and I'm tired and I'm cranky. Chaz Chandler was, he, he was a musician. And um, back in the day, this guy, I think, was a true genius. We call a lot of people geniuses. We call Steve Jobs a genius, even though Steve Wozniak did all the work. He was an idea man, right? Um, we call, who, who we call, we call Kanye a genius. I don't know what's going on there. The guy, you know, he got everybody, Kanye is a genius. He got everybody to wear Skechers. He stole the idea of Payless shoes, ugly ass fucking sneakers. He made all the white people buy them. He made black people kill each other over them and then, um, got canceled because he turned on the Jews and went and knocked on Skechers' door. That is, you know what I'm saying? That's a joke. That's a fucking punchline. Um, we call people geniuses, you know? But I think Chaz Chandler was a true genius. You know why? Because it's almost like a talent to know what you're good at. That's a separate talent in this lifetime. To know what you're good at. And to not waste your time, you know, ego chasing, trying to be good at the things that you're not good at. Like the smartest people know how to outsource. Elon Musk is not Elon Musk because Elon Musk does everything. He knows every aspect of the business. Don't get me fucking wrong. But he doesn't have a wrench in the fucking field, in that slave field of the you know, gigafactory. He does not have a wrench in his hand. You understand what I'm saying? He hires 
extremely talented people for, you know, the millions of nuanced things that are required to run the 90 businesses that he runs. Doesn't take away from Elon's genius. It adds on to his genius because he understands what, when to outsource, what to outsource to, you know, continue building his, his empire. So I think like knowing what you're good at is like a, a genius quality. Right? Chaz Chandler is a guy who went into a bar in New York City. You know what I'm saying? Probably went to the bar, was like, yo, let me get a motherfucking scotch. Probably had a bitch on his arm, smoking cigarettes indoors. Good old days. New York back in the motherfucking day. He sat in the back, he's fingering his bitch, and he had to stop. He stops fingering his bitch like mid finger pop because he hears something. And it sounded like there was like a break in the clouds and this light illuminated through the break in the clouds and sucked his body up into the heavens like an alien abduction, but of love and joy and peace and electricity. And he went through that break in the clouds and he saw the face of God in the form of music. And what he was experiencing was a young drug addict that was living in Harlem named Jimi Hendrix. That's what was going on. He just walks into a random bar and is just a fucking not famous heroin addict, Jimi Hendrix. <laughs> just getting crazy. Just doing unbelievable shit. Unbelievable shit. Unfathomable. There was no reference point to where he got that fucking good, where he got that original, more so. Where he got that crazy. You know, he just started, he witnessed genius. And instead of Chaz going back uh, to that bar the next Monday and the Monday after that and the Monday after that and sitting down with a fucking notepad and taking notes, um, he, he got that guy a fucking job. Isn't that so smart? Isn't that fucking so smart? Like imagine Chaz Chandler, what his legacy would be if he would have fucking tried to steal Jimi Hendrix songs and go play them. That would be so that would be so funny. Then we none of us would have Jimi Hendrix, you know? And we would be listening to these songs. You'd be like, man, I I, I like this song, but there's something in. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. Halloween. Halloween. No, 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 no. Um, I think I'm going to call it a podcast. I've been talking, Jesus Christ, I've been talking nearly an hour. This is a long one. Ladies and gentlemen, for being so fucking late, I just got into it. I've been talking, I've been rambling, I've been shrambling. I, I have a good time with this, and I appreciate, I appreciate all of you. I appreciate all of you. I want to give one last word. I grew up in a church. I can't help but do it. Ladies and gentlemen, I am a preacher at heart. I put my left hand up, I put my right hand up, I put my left hand down, I put my left hand down. Twice, I guess. I do the hokey pokey and I shake it all around. That's what I fucking do. Spin move. And before we log off, before we end this fucking session, ladies and gentlemen, I want to pray for you. I want to put my hand in anointed oil and bear a cross over your third eye. And then put my palm on your head. And for whatever reason, my hand is sweaty and shaking. And I want to speak in tongues. 
And I pray that you see your potential. <laughs> that shit is just funny to me because I've been scrolling like on Instagram and I see people that uh, they got hot because they do motivation. I'm not hating. I'm just calling out what it is. Um, they got hot doing, you know, anybody making money, go make your fucking money. You know, I'm not judging. But people get like hot doing motivation and then they like hype themselves up. And as they get, you know, more and more followers and start getting money from doing that, you know, you see them and the preparation that goes into like the 30 to 90 second clip is fucking hilarious to me. It's fucking hilarious. Like they'll do like a jog up to the camera and be like, listen, stop. And then they give you the advice. Stop doing A, B, C, D, E, F, G. If you want to get one, two, three, four, five, six. You think people who have one, two, three, four, five, six is doing A, B, C, D, E, F, G? I'm like, oh, God. Oh, God. It was only one dude that kept it real. I don't know this fucking guy's name. He's a billionaire. And he looks like, like a, a fucking, like Hugh Jackman in his prime. I don't know who this guy is. <laughs> I'm like, this guy must be nailing all the incredible pussy on the planet. He's an attractive young man. You know what I'm saying? He looks like a young Hugh Jackman, and he's a billionaire. Jesus Christ. He must be fucking... The aliens are flying and, you know, the best whores from planet Klepton. And he's getting his dick sucked by fucking angels. I don't know what... You know what I'm saying? Like, this guy, he's just, he's, he's, you know... But that guy kept it fucking real. He was being interviewed, and I'm sure the guy got game. You don't you don't get a billion dollars without no game. I understand, but he kept it real for one fucking segment, and I appreciate. It. I applaud this guy. I can't even put a name to his face, but I was scrolling. I saw him. There's some fucking you know what I'm saying. Just like another. <laughs> it's like life is a video game. He's just like a spawn pops up, and it's just like another interviewer with the same voice, same fucking weird, uh, sociopathic white man. Sitting there, and then, and how, and what should people take from, you know, that fucking guy? And he asked him, like, you know, the dumbass question of, like, what are the, the, the what, what, if you had to narrow down five effective habits to becoming a, a trillionaire, what would they be? <laughs> five things? Okay. And the guy just said, he kept it fucking real. He was saying there are people with millions and millions of dollars who wake up at noon. There are people with millions and millions of dollars who wake up at three in the morning. There are people who with millions and millions of dollars who are lazy. There's people with millions and millions of dollars of hard work. He's like, he doesn't think any of those particular qualities are what got people those millions of dollars. He thinks when people can recognize what they're good at and hone in on that. And obviously, there's some other universal concepts that come into play. You do need to work hard, yada, yada, blah, 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 whatever the fuck, right? But basically, what he was trying to illuminate is that this whole, you know what I'm saying? This narrative that's going on, that people need to be one way to have a particular outcome, is just such an outdated, antiquated force. It's bullshit. It bullshit. It bullshit. I'm going to make a whole nother podcast where I take quotes that everybody likes and just fucking rip their nuts off their body. 
rip the fucking nuts off his body. Because I'm tired of it. I'm tired of advice. I don't know who said the joke. I'm not stealing a fucking joke. But somebody said that shit. Oh my God, hilarious. Hilarious. Like the worst thing about being poor is not the poverty. It's not the hunger. It's not the mental illness. It's not the, you know, propensity for violence. It's not living on the streets. It's not any of those things. It's the unsolicited advice. If that's not the motherfucking truth, if that's not the motherfucking truth, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> that is my motivation, ladies and gentlemen. Everybody want to be a billionaire because they want supermodels to suck their ball sack and to drive a nice car and say fuck you to the people that hurt them. I want none of those things. I mean, I want some of those things, but that's not why I want to be rich. I want to be rich so people can't, can't have the nerve to try to give me advice anymore. It's like... Come on, man. Come on. Um, yeah, the guy kept it fucking real. He was just like, you got to just, you know what I'm saying? Figure it the fuck out. <laughs> he said it in a way, too. It was like, uh, you know, I'm not going to sit here and tell everybody that they can be a fucking billionaire. That's not how money works. You know? But yeah, man, I appreciate that shit. I appreciate it. I appreciate you. Appreciate you. What's another quote that I, you know, I'm going long. Um. Do I give a fuck? No. There's another quote that I hate. And I didn't used to hate it, but it didn't really move me when I was a younger man. But now it moves me in the wrong way. I don't like it. I think the, the quote is ignorance is bliss. I think I wrote something down. Let me. This is how I'm going to end this. You know, I'm not going to do the fucking fake motivational shit. I'm going to read you guys something I wrote. I said, ignorance is bliss. I don't like this quote. It has implications that are illogical. It implies that one must be ignorant to experience bliss. The most blissful moment of my life was the first time I held my newborn daughter. I will pause for you to applaud for women to get the towels from under your legs, from all that pussy juice that just fell out. You know, for the sensitive dads out there to wipe your tears from your eyes. I'll read it again. The most blissful moment of my life was the first time I held my newborn daughter. And simultaneously, that was also the most enlightening moment of my life. You understand what I'm saying? I think understanding is bliss. True understanding is bliss, not ignorance. Ignorance is painful. Ignorance is painful, ladies and gentlemen. You don't want to be ignorant. And with all of my... I just pray for you. I just gave you my motherfucking theories, you know what I'm saying? I give you my motherfucking passion, I give you my motherfucking heart. For anybody who's continue listening to the Nothing Important Podcast, I want to thank you sincerely. Continue listening, go on to my YouTube page, subscribe. Go over to my Instagram. Instagram? Instagram. I'm turning into my daughter. That's how tired I am. Go to Instagram. Go to my Instagram, Nothing Important Podcast with Matt Reyes on Instagram. I got posts, I got reels. Enjoy yourself. Have a motherfucking good night. Happy Halloween. <laughs>